What's going on, everybody, and welcome into the fourth installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Coming to you live from the studio, your host, Nick Malone, joined by No Alerts. You know what's happening. What's going on, everybody? We're back for another episode. Uh, got some things to talk about. Have a nice little quick episode, update you guys on some things, and let's get going. Yeah, so let's let's get into this. Let's start out with some news in the last couple days. Somebody that we know very well and had a really good season, almost an undefeated season this past year with Gonzaga. Our boy Aaron Cook is headed to Georgia. The Bulldogs of Georgia, head coach Tom Crean. We know they've produced pretty good players over the years. Tom Crean has in his coaching career. But recently, Anthony Edwards, who might get Rookie of the Year votes, is uh, a finalist for it. He might win it. He coaches guys like that. Aaron Cook finds his way to Georgia. Noah, do you have any idea who else was in on him? Or uh, uh, I wonder why he picked Georgia. I mean, they're selling him hard, I guess. I know Georgia has the Sean O'Brien connection. He is on the staff, which I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Aaron, was Aaron a freshman when Sean's last year? So I don't know how close they would be. I don't know if O'Brien really had. That's interesting. If he may have had an, a... Uh, away and getting Aaron there. I don't know. That's interesting, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's whoever, I feel like it's whoever reaches out to him the most. He was on a team like that. People are interested because uh, I know he said Gonzaga reached out to him like a couple days later when he transferred from SIU. I think it's all about, you know, minus Gonzaga because they're great, but um, whoever like shows you the most love, whoever's interested in you most and you, you feel that relationships, maybe that's just what he thought. I don't know. The SEC is going to be really tough though, so I'm not sure how Georgia's going to be, but the SEC from at least one through five is about really tough. So we wish Aaron luck in his final year of his college basketball career, thinking he has pro potential overseas, definitely, after his career is finished. All right, Noah, so let's get straight into mainly a big reason why we wanted to do this fourth episode, knowing that it was kind of a dry off season. There is obviously news, and we'll, let's get to the biggest one. The Paradise Jam Tournament, as we know, last week it came out with, we already knew who the teams were going to be, but we didn't know who we were going to play first yet. And that team is the Colorado Buffalo. As we know, Colorado got in the tournament this past year out of the Pac-12, and they won a game. They beat the uh, red-hot Georgetown Hoyas in the first, killed them. And then I forgot who who they lost to in the round of 32, but they got there. And... That just shows that um, they're a pretty, you know, quality team to get to this point. You know, quality Pac-12 team. They had McKinley Wright, who's now gone, correct? Correct. And so they can produce guys like that. We know he has pro potential. So they're, that's a really quality opponent to kick off the year in early November in the Virgin Islands. So, Noah, let's, uh, let's go over quick over, over Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, uh, they're losing the majority of their upperclassmen that – Played significant minutes for them. But uh, they have the number one recruiting class in the Pac-12 this year. Um, they have the 11th nationally ranked recruiting recruiting class coming in. They have uh, who we were in on transfer from Western Carolina, Mason Faulkner, a really good guard. Then they have a four-star seven-footer Lawson Lovering from Cheyenne, Wyoming coming in. He's a seven-footer. So that's some size to go up against. Uh, Quincy Allen, a four-star, six-seven small forward from Washington D.C., 
and they have a recently from uh out in california another four-star combo guard 6-2 kj simpson coming in and they have two three-star other guards coming in julian hammond and javon ruffin so they got plenty of depth coming in uh, a lot of talent it looks like yeah i'm not sure i think evan battery or bad evan batty is back he's a six eight forward they got a couple other guys coming back so it's a really good test to see what we are up against Go yeah ahead. i mean you just read off a roster that's like we said really really talented at this the ultimate test it seems like the start of the season we know other teams are in it as well we know bradley is in this tournament as well uh colorado state creighton um brown who else uh siu if they win or lose they will get the winner or loser of northeastern and duquesne which will be duquesne yeah we know we almost played duquesne this this past season so they do they're they have been hot on the transfer wire so i know they landed uh indiana state big man trey williams landed there so they've been hot on the weight or on the transfer portal so they're going to have a solid program a lot of new guys uh but they've done a heck of a job of really getting that program going. So That's a really quality tournament, and we know Bradley will put up a fight as well. Um, so that's who we play. We don't have to get into other teams in that. We want to focus on Colorado as of now. It's still a long ways before we play that game. So we wanted to update people on what their roster would look like. Um so we know that that is the first tournament we will be in in the Virgin Islands in early November, right? Early November? Yes, I believe. We know that season's always started in there. November 19th. 19th, the middle of November. At okay. 9 p.m. Wow, see you there, and we wish. Because we know they were, we were, they were in Florida two years ago, and we went to that in Orlando, and it was really fun. We were really hoping they would have came to Florida again. But as a player, you know, on the team, you're pumped to go to the Virgin Islands. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm considering, or we are considering looking into it. Don't know if how everything's going to work out, but if we can make it, we will be there. Yeah, that'd be a fun time. All right, Noah, so let's get into other games in this upcoming season that we know that we're going to play. And we've known about some of these for a while now, but in case nobody knows, let's give it to them. Yeah, going into, these are not, well, I think some of we are in contract with some of these, but other than that, we have, uh, we will be at home against SEMO, which we went there last year and won a overtime game. It was a great game. Great game to start the year, so we always usually play them. Um, we have a home game against SLU, who is loaded this year. Just loaded. Absolutely, we can confirm, because I remember ESPN came out with uh, an overview of teams and conferences that are going to be uh, contenders, and I'm pretty sure they did not have Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French on there. They had them leaving, which I'm pretty sure we can confirm that they are coming back. Right? Yes, as far as I know, they everybody is coming back, and they didn't have a uh, – last year they didn't have Oregon transfer, Francis Okoro. He was injured, so he will be there. I think another year of uh, – oh, boy – Oh, they have Javante Javante Perkins Perkins from SWIC. Terrence Hart. We know Demarius Jacobs, who was committed to SIU a couple years back. 
He is transferred out. He is finally left. I believe he is going to Ball State. Okay. And then Jordan Esbitt, who was committed to Memphis, played in one game, was on the was on the roster. He got out of high school early to be able to be on the team. Then he is transferring. He is going to SLU. So, they, yeah, they will be deadly. I'd say overwhelming favorites in that conference. We don't know how the other teams in there have done. I'm sure fine. But the talent SLU's thrown out there, that it will be very tough. It's an understatement. Who yeah. else? Uh, we not confirmed, but oh yes, we are in contract with Southern Miss at home, I believe. So that is another home game. Those are our three home games that are pretty much confirmed, I believe. Let's flash back to two years ago. We had almost a twenty-point lead against them at third place and blew it. That was a game we look back on. So we won our revenge. Gosh. Then um, we believe we believe that game because of COVID is why we did not make it up this year. Same way with two road games this year, or San Francisco. We're returning to San Francisco after they came there two years ago, which they had a solid solid team then. Then uh, we are going. They're to- the only team that really beat us at home, like throughout the whole like non-conference. That was our only home loss, I think, in non-conference. Then uh, we are going to Tulsa. So that's a decent program to see what we're up against. And I would assume we are going on the road at Murray State. That's not confirmed. Yeah, that seems like a Cause they, annual thing. They came here last year. So. Right. No Tevin Brown for them. We don't know how Murray State's going to look. Talk about Tulsa. We know that we were there on Thanksgiving a couple of years back and got obliterated. So we also want revenge in that game as well. Remember they had like that 300-pound – that was awesome. that was in the Las Vegas tournament. We played UMass right. at like 10 a.m. I believe that's when we got yeah. obliterated. Then we faced Tulsa and gave them a good battle, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the was it the UMass game has doing a pounder that yeah. I'm thinking that killed us. Yeah, okay. So I just knew it was that time. So we won a rematch versus them. So those are pretty good tests. Um, I wouldn't say any of those games are. Um, I, I'm not going to say easy, but they're all going to be. Difficult. Really looking forward to that tournament, though. Colorado, that is an unbelievable start to the season. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, how about any uh, updates on transfers going out or guys that we have? We haven't really had much. We haven't because really, we know our roster is pretty much set. We haven't had much uh, other interest in guys out there. But if no, if you have any updates on any transfers or freshmen, or guys for even 2022. Yeah, we don't really, I mean, we with getting cash as our last guy, I'd say we are done for this year, unless somebody late comes out. Which? Which we've heard rumors that there could be another person, which everybody, it's everybody who ever, if you think about it. Yeah, well, we're not going to give any names, but if you we guys, don't. If you guys look at what the rotation's been, who's dealt with what, you I think you would have an idea. Everybody thinks of the first person and this guy is probably who would be leaving, but not you know, sure. You know, start anything that's not officially going to happen. This is what we've heard. We don't know if it's going to happen, obviously, so we'll keep an eye out for that. So other than that, we can look into 2022. Uh, most recently, we... A guy that's been liking some of our stuff, some of our content, uh, Donald Ferguson the third. He's a 6'2 point guard out of Minnesota. 
he had interest from Ellen Lamar University and SIU recently, so we reached out to him. Um, I believe uh, Jackson Edwards we've reached out to. He's a 6'6 wing. He has offers from Eastern Illinois and IUPUI. So a couple updates from the 2022 class, which as of right now, we have one spot for next year, I believe, with cash coming. With you never know how this upcoming season can unfold. Could be a lot of people, even some of these freshmen who don't want to sit out, if, if most of them do. You never know, even guys that we think could be healthily in the rotation that a lot of guys could be um, unhappy with their situation. As we've known, it's happened every single year, so you never know. So those spots can open at any time during the season, after the season, you never know. Then to uh, look around the Valley, uh, the Illinois State's been getting filling out their roster. They landed the other day 6'11 center Ryan Schmidt from – Des Moines Area Community College, so a big man to replace um, their big man who transferred out. Then the not sure how this works out. Haven't heard any updates on his legal situation, but the biggest news probably Elijah Childs is, has entered the transfer portal. The fact that he's even, which I really not necessarily cleared, but. I guess you could say cleared of the stuff he's been going through to where he's even able to do that. You would think his basketball career would be over if it got that deep, you know, in his situation. So, Which I seen a uh, – going through Twitter the other day, it was a Bradley fan said, it's going to be funny when Elijah Childs transfers to Missouri State. I got a good laugh out of that. Let's not put it past Dana Ford. Uh, so, yeah, if the teams aren't necessarily looking, which it's hard to not, it's like it's on your record now something that like that. But outside of that, if we were to talk about just basketball and the setting of basketball, he can honestly go wherever he wants to go. And it's scary. It better not be in conference. We're thinking it will not be in conference. So it's all that matters. And like I said, he's talented to go anywhere he wants to, if it, if he's able to. So we'll keep an eye on that. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's about all we got oh, yeah. recently. It's like I said, it's been a kind of a dry off season in that sense ever since Cash committed. So I think the roster's pretty much set. But in the future, 2022 guys will also keep more eyes on that. But like we said, we don't have many more spots. So there's an update on all that. Noah, let's get now into we did have actually a mailbag question finally from. Uh, actually, I can give an update from Wyatt Wheeler. This is after Elijah Childs entered the portal. There's still his, his case is still under review. He's uh, looking at being Sadami in the second degree. No idea. Still no charges yet, but he's still being under review, and no charges have been filed yet. So he's getting lucky. Yeah, all that's crazy. As you could say. Yeah, lucky in the bad way. Or lucky in his favor, but the law will get you. All right, Noah, let's get it. We did have a mailbag, correct? We do have a mailbag question from a Valley fan, um, MVC, MVC Hoops fan on Twitter, who's 
active around the valley. Um, he said he's been listening to all our podcasts and says he we know we did it on our first podcast, but would like to with all the dominoes who have fell, he'd like to update our way too early MVC basketball rankings. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I do remember doing that. Um, and, yeah, a lot has changed, even us adding cash, even. So wherever we think and we know we could be, yeah, that's interesting. So we will get into that. Um Noah's got more of the information on what teams have at his disposal. I will let Noah go first, and I'll follow him and see where I would have certain teams. I am going to go with – it's kind of difficult because we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm going with Drake. So leaving it, I had Drake at number one in the first one, so I'm going to leave Drake at the top. I don't know about you. Do you have a top one? It's hard to go against Drake. And uh, I think if they would, if Yusefu would have stayed, they would be overwhelming. He's that good. Um, but adding Ekamole, um, they are solid, bringing all their best guys back. We, As we know, Missouri State did the same thing. We saw what Gage Prim did at the end of the season. And they add uh, Donovan Clay. What about Isaiah Mosley, who's got player of the year aspirations? I honestly am. Because, because Drake got to the tournament, and because they didn't take a step back at all, really, I'll, I'll go with Drake, too. I'll the key thing is we don't know. Once it comes closer to time, we find out. I might slide Missouri State in front if Donovan Clay is eligible to play. That's up to Valpo. It's like we said. We didn't think Valpo was going to be those guys and not let him play. So, again, if it does fall into that, yeah. It's their 1-2 for me. So, Drake, Missouri State. Yeah. Then – Really not far behind is still Loyola, even though they're bringing everybody besides Krupnik back and they have some grad trans or some transfers coming in. So they're going to be really solid. Loyola is three for me. Then I have you and I, who's bringing everybody back. If they have a healthy AJ Green, they'll be four for me. And I'm a, Who have they added? Have they added anybody special? We've talked about it before. They have no remember. transfers coming in, but they have three freshmen coming in, so... Like we said, since they're healthy. If I they're would, healthy, they're going to be four for me. I would agree. Honestly, I mean, it's tough to put them ahead of Loyola just because of who Loyola still is, what they did last season. No matter who they lost, they're still going to be picked in the, at least the top four. So I would agree, Loyola. And then you and I, I think you and I's got a chance, though, to win this thing, potentially. And as do a lot of teams, but you and I for sure. Then at five is our Southern Illinois Salukis. So from our our episode one, I my top Five has not changed at all. I don't know if you remember yours. I think I had Missouri State one last time we did this. Um, yeah, I didn't. I think I had you and I over Loyola, but just thinking about it in the grand scheme, yeah. And then, yeah, SIU has not changed for me either in the middle of the pack at five, even with cash, even though it could be higher. So uh, six through ten is really interesting. It's really sh- things have shaken up. Six through ten, I believe since last time. I mean, at, I'm gonna go ahead and say ten. You can put Illinois State. I mean, it's not even not even close for sure. me. Which Illinois State's ten for me. I'll just start at the bottom. Nine, I will go Valpo because I'm not sure what. I mean, they're bringing in some transfers, but big ten, big ten guys, big ten guys. But uh, I'm gonna go Valpo nine for me. Then uh. 
eight for me, I would go Indiana State. I really like what he's done. Uh, their new coach bringing in some guys, some new fresh faces. Some I, bring, I believe he's bringing three players from where he was at. So I like what he's done so far. He's done a great job. Then seven, I'm going to go with the Evansville Purple Aces, which I know last year they surprised everybody when it was really good or really well, played really well, shot the lights out. Lighter is phenomenal coach yeah he's done he's done pretty well i mean i know this they lost a couple pieces but they're bringing back some good players then at i believe they were i believe bradley was eight for me last time but they've changed some things brian wardle has done things again i'm going to put at six the bradley braves uh, i can't i can't disagree with that i think they will be solid as well didn't uh johnny landed a former Bradley Reagan, there. Yeah, Shawnee's the second is transferring to John A. Logan, along with Indiana State transfer Kobe Barnes. So interesting. John A.'s now grabbing from the valley. That is very interesting. Speaking of John A. Logan, uh, Kansas commit Sidney Curry just like thirty minutes ago has decommitted from Kansas Univers- University of Kansas. And as we talked about, we don't know what the reasons for that would be. We know he's had issues in the past, especially this past season. He's had off the court issues off the a little court bit. Issues, and we don't know if Bill, Bill Self talked to him about it. Or, you know, obviously he had to have known about it, but maybe Sidney sees what Jay Scrubs doing once, you know, has obviously has pro aspirations. Maybe he's, and he's, you know, he's obviously maybe wanting to transfer to a different school. This doesn't mean he's wanting to go pro, but it's interesting. I don't, know how, I don't know how you can leave a place like Kansas. But, yeah, I mean, for me, I think I would agree. Illinois State at 10. I don't know. I think it's like people say, well, my, my Miami Heat were in the bubble. They were kind of frauds. I don't know. I think Evansville is kind of a fraud from last season. I think, like I just said, Lick Ladder was a really good coach. They lost what's-his-name. They don't, it's not Gibbons. They lost uh, – don't remember, but he was a heck of a score. I know he dominated SIU. No one really noteworthy they brought in that, like, we should be scared of, I think. I, I will have Evansville at nine. Valparaiso, because we talked about it even saying, like, we don't know because some of these Big Ten guys for Valpo didn't play much. Even Kithier. Kithier will play a, will definitely play a part. And you got um, – Drew Anderson, the point guard from Wisconsin. So you got Edwards, and then you got oh boy, Cricky. Cricky. So I think they're so I think they're better than Evansville. I put Valpo at eight. Indiana State, I think we thought they were going to be awful, but I think them getting Cooper Neese, who's been an SIU killer, and Tyree Key back, along with bringing some of these other guys, you, you never know. I think that they're always a tough team to beat. Um, I don't know, it's a, it was a coin flip between Valpo and Indiana State at this spot for me. I'm going to go Indiana State, and then I'm going to go Bradley at six. I think they got talent. We obviously, we've talked about Brian Wardle knows what he's doing. I'm going to leave it at that. I think they will be solid. Yeah, Bradley's really brought in. They brought in, um, which returning, they have Boya back. If he's healthy, Ja'Shawn Henry's going to be healthy. Tara Vinen's back. Uh, Rask. G- yeah, Rat, or Rink Mast is back, the big man who killed us. Uh, Darius Hanner, who we like, could be the next could be the next Eliza Childs. Uh, then they have Jason Kent, two fresh or three. They have three really good freshmen last year. Then they're bringing in um, transfers: Malevi Leon, six nine from uh, Manual Area, the JUCO Player of the Year. They're bringing in then Terry Roberts, who we were in on bringing in, and they're bringing in. Uh, 
a grad transfer from UC San Diego, Mikey Howe. Who averaged a lot of points, didn't he? Yeah, then we have uh, Connor Hickman, a freshman coming in. Then they have a six, seven point guard, Max Miocono. That so they Brian Wardle is Brian Wardle, and that's what he does. He brings in guys if they lose guys. So, and even when we played them in the tournament, you know they gave us a pretty tough test. Even though obviously we lost Lance Jones at half before halftime, but we saw some of these young guys show out. So they will be a problem. And you mentioned. The kid from Mineral Area, the JUCO Player of the Year. Let's flash back here. Let's see. JUCO Player of the Year, the one that went to Kansas. He's, he, he transferred from Kansas. But that's the JUCO Players of the Year are going to Kansas. The Jay Scrubs are going to Louisville's or the NBA. We're getting the other JUCO Player of the Year that's going to Bradley, of course, of all places. So that's noteworthy in itself. It'll be tough. I will have them at six. You just sold me on my sixth spot for them right there. So let's go through one more time. No, one more time real fast because we definitely need to write these down because we won't make another one until who knows. So My one through ten is Drake, Missouri State, Loyola, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, Bradley, Valparaiso. No, not Valparaiso. Who was my seven? It was Bradley, Evansville, Valparaiso, Illinois State. And for me, I think we had the same first five. Um, but yeah, Drake, Missouri State, Loyola, Northern Iowa, SIU at five, Bradley at six, Indiana State at seven, Valpo at eight, Evansville at nine, and Illinois State at ten. So there's where we stand. No, we got another thing. I do have another bonus mailbag. This is from me, actually. Uh, it's from me, actually. Uh, since Bradley is doing a TBT team, which Daryl Brown, Luke, or uh, Canell's playing in it, some guys, I would like to think, like to have a little discussion of it. if SIU had one, who would be on that team? Definitely going to be uh, players in recent years. Um, I would definitely think, even though you guys got these guys playing overseas and pretty well overseas, I'd imagine the Sean Lloyds, the Armands, Fletchers. I believe Randall Falker's still overseas if you want yeah, him on the team. He's pushing 40. Uh, the great Randall Falker. Um, the Kevion Pippins. The, I mean, and we know Anthony Bean's tearing, tearing it up overseas as well. He's probably a little too old for, maybe not, but. Teak Bowles overseas, killing it. And as we've seen, we've seen recently that Dean Leak, Dean Leak is looking like a monster. That dude was a string bean when he was at SIU. If people remember him, seven-footer. Really only came in the game when it was to defend the inbounds pass with barely any seconds on the clock. There's a lot of options, but just to give like a starting five for me, I would go Mike Rodriguez at the point guard. Just recency, then Anthony Bean, Armand Fletcher. I'm going Teak Bowl at the four and KV on Pippen. And it's sad because we know Teak, that very first season, he was unbelievable. And then injuries struck him, but now he's healthy and he's dominating overseas. So maybe we don't know how Kevion's doing. We know he had a stint with the Warriors in the preseason, dunked on Dwight Howard two years ago or last year. We're not sure how he's doing. We know Sean and Armand's doing all right. And Mike, Mike's still doing good. He's like late 20s. He's still doing his thing. 
Even Sean O'Brien. Long time since he's been there. Maybe even Sean O'Brien at the four. Sean's got coaching. Yeah. But, yeah, those are good questions. That is a good because, yeah, we did see that about Bradley making a team. We know all those guys gave us fits for years. I always thought it would be cool if, like, the Missouri Valley made a team. Oh. And, like, I think they would honestly win the mid-major if mid-major had one. Missouri Valley is winning that. They could even – I mean, it's, it depends who would play for those Power Five guys, but conferences. But really good pod today. Uh, we're really glad we decided to do this. We knew with the with the updates from last week on us playing Colorado in the in the first game of the Paradise Jam that this was uh, that this needed to happen. So hopefully we brought you guys some more good information. Like we said, dry off season it will continue to be unless we have any breaking news. We will be sure to. Um, Give you that. Give you guys those details and update you on our Twitter. Be sure to follow us at dogs underscore mbb, and then uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. Keep providing us with mailbag potential because we know we got our first one today. Not counting Noah's just then. So um, we're looking forward. We love. We still love doing this podcast for for this and football. So four. Season four of Dogs Basketball. I am Nick Malone. No lurch. Until next time, go dogs.